Hey, this is Pastor Roy Barrett from Discover Life Church. Thank you for joining today's podcast. Now let's get ready to be transformed, have our hearts encouraged, and live the life God has created us to live. Enjoy today's teaching. Grab your Bibles. Let's go with, go with me to the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Gospel according to St. Matthew. Thank you, band. Thank you to these great, I used to say great men on stage, but I got to say thank you, great men and awesome woman of God up on the stage <laughs> holding it down with them. Matthew 14, and we want to look at a couple of verses, then we're going to go to the gospel according to St. John. Matthew 14, verses 15 through 17. When you're there, say, I've got it. If you're on your way, say, I'm on my way. Matthew 14, verses 15 through 17. Then we're going to go to the gospel according to St. John, chapter number 6. Read it from the NIV, it says this, as evening approached, the disciples came to him, him being Jesus, and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Now, go with me to the gospel according to St. John, chapter number 6, verse number 5. John, chapter number 6, verse number 5. Same story, different presentation. Verse 5, when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wage to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon's Peter's brothers, broke up, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far would they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets. With the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. This morning, I'm, as we prepare for Big Give, I want to just talk about the power of my giving. The power of my giving. The power of my giving. And even though I'm talking about from a financial context, I want to let you know, even in a season for giving and giving thanks, that the principles I'm going to share with you is also related to not just giving financially, but giving of your time, giving of your emotions, giving of your expectations, giving physically, giving mentally, giving spiritually. But today is simply the power of my giving. Father, thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Won't be before you long. Um, just want to share a couple of things that I believe God has placed in my heart. Are you guys good? You here? You good? All right, smile. Make me, 
Just smile. Fake it till you make it. Just smile. Just smile. Smile on credit. Smile. Put your what you say? Put put your put your breakthrough down, but with a smile on credit. When we look at where we what we're going to do next week, the big give, we're going to do something that we've never done in the history of our ministry, and that is a one-time offering over and beyond our regular tithes and offerings. And one of the things that if you're like me, God laid the big give on my heart towards the end of last year. And if you're like me, oftentimes, especially when it comes to your money and it comes to your finances, you're like, give to what? Give why? Give me a reason why. Something got to spur me. Something has to motivate me. All right, come on. Now, that was a good place to say amen right up front. Yeah, you can say amen right there. Just like, why, what for? The big gift for what? The big gift to what? That I'm married to a person who's just a little bit more strict than I am when it comes to something like that. Show me the big picture, God. Give to what? Big gift for what? It got to be something visual. It got to be something practical. Especially when you feel like you're already doing what God asked you to do. Especially when you're already, God, I'm already doing tithes. I'm already doing offerings. And now you're talking about a big gift for what? Because you just think about it. Last year... About this time, roughly last year, some change. Many of you did phenomenally over and above anything that we could ask where you were already giving. We're doing a move from Pila Road to Peachtree Industrial Boulevard. So there was giving involved. You asked family and friends. You put stuff on social media. You, I mean, you went over and beyond. You stretched yourself. Now, all of a sudden, let's do a big give. Well, we're in a building. So why do we need to give? We already here now. So what's, why is it? Okay, okay, am I making sense? Am I the only one that think like that? Like what, now why God would you say big give when it's like there isn't anything attached to it? That's a good question. Same question I had with God. Like what, God, they're, they're the, what's the cause? What's the project? There has to be something God would, and then I, if I can just tell you what I believe God laid on my heart was very simple. Because I want to help you to learn that I grow you through giving to me. Thank, I got, see, I got, I got one, I got one, ooh, it got quiet, I got one, I got one over here, look. I grow you through giving to me. Well, what, well I got that part, God, because I'm already a giver. So I, I, I'm already a giver. I'm already a tither. So I got that. So, so what are you talking about? Well, I grow you because your human nature is to give when things make sense. It is to give when you can see how giving is truly going to pay off. It is you give by sight. You give by your natural sense that it makes sense. So your motivation is oftentimes you can see the building, so you give to the building. You can see the cause, so you give to the cause. And that's only one way I grow you, by allowing you to give when you can see it. The other way I grow you is by giving when you don't think giving is going to change anything. Okay, am I here? When you feel like your giving won't matter. And see, this is why I'm saying this don't even just apply Financially, when you don't see how giving time to a relationship is going to pay off. 
When you don't even see how giving prayers to a situation is going to pay off. When you don't see how giving um, fasting is going to pay. When you don't see giving another chance and how that is even going to pay. He says, I grow you not only by giving when it makes sense, but giving, course, when you're like, man, what I have to offer ain't going to change anything. And he says, that's one of the ways I grow you. And I believe one of the things God is saying, I want you to begin to learn that the growth process entails you learning the power of giving, just like the power of praise, just like the power of prayer, just like the power of fasting. I want you to learn the power of giving. Is everybody here to learn? Now, I can tell you the challenge. The challenge is in order for me to learn the power of giving, God brings me to a circumstance in a situation where the power of giving is faced and countered with the power of saving. Because I can't know the power of giving unless there's a counter attack from the enemy that says, don't do it. Hold back. Because it's better to keep what you got because what you got ain't going to make a difference anyway. Because you ain't, because the need is greater than the resource. Okay, come on, come on, come on, come on. Because, so don't give. Don't give any more thought to the marriage. Don't give any more investment because the marriage circumstance is too great than what you can give to it. So hold back the love. Because after all, you got to be a good steward. And why cast pearls? You see, we get real deep. Why cast pearls before swines? And God says, no, I want you to learn the power of giving that even when it doesn't seem like it making sense, even when you think your giving is not going to matter, God says, I want to show you the power of giving. Look at your neighbor and say, he's teaching better than how you're looking. <laughs> you said it, I didn't. And so, Nikki, the story that I'm using is one of the few instances where a miracle is recorded in all four Gospels. It is, and that's why I had you read it in Matthew, because this is a story in all four Gospels. And it's the story of many of us know the feeding of the 5,000. It's 5,000 men. So let's just say law of averages. Some of them have the men are married and you got a family. So it's really about 12,000 people, 12,500 people following Jesus, walking with Jesus. And they come to a remote place. They come to a desert place. So they ain't in downtown. They out, for the most part, in the country. They just out there. Everybody is tired. Everybody is hungry. Everybody is famished. It is hot. Some of y'all know how y'all are when y'all hungry. I'm looking at some of y'all. So I, I know how you, I've been around you when you, when you are hangry. When you are hungry and hot. And colored. You got all shree working. You don't want to be near your own kids. It is hot. They are tired. They've been with Jesus. Watch this. John the Baptist has been killed. They don't have a sense of direction and what's next. And ain't nobody got no food. The only thing is this boy 
couple of loaves from Sarah Lee. Since, since, since I'm looking at Dina, whole wheat bread. Whole wheat, you know, but since I'm looking at Kenneth, it was really just some old Marita. Some butter bread. And two whitings. That's it. There's two whitings. I know some of y'all bougie. Two salmon. I know some of y'all just love, you know, a little bit, just two salmon, but I grew up with whiting. Women whiting people. I mean, come on. I know you ain't salmon all your life. You got two whiting. You grew up with catfish. You grew up with trout. It wasn't baked. It wasn't grilled. It was fried in grease in a Crisco can that your grandma also fried the chicken in. So the chicken tasted like fish and fish tasted like chicken because it kept coagulating in the corner. Zidane, you know what I'm talking about. It just same, same grease been there for three months. And so all, all they had, that was it. That's all they had. And Jesus, watch this. And Jesus said, this is the perfect situation to teach my people the power of giving. Because this little boy giving his lunch illustrates the power of giving. And today I only got three, I only got three, three truths I want you to know about the power of giving, especially in light of how we're coming back next week to do the big give. I just got three truths I want you to know about giving because we're doing this over and above our tithes and offering. And there are going to be voices from the enemy that's going to say, you can't do a big give because you're tired. You're famished, your own, in your own life. So how you got, what do you, what, how's your giving going to matter? Let me give you three. Number one, watch this. I must know that my giving cooperates with God's plan. It cooperates with God's plan. What do you mean it cooperates with God's plan? When you read this story, you can't skip over a very significant phrase, Isaiah. Jesus already had in mind what he was going to do. There are times when I don't know what I'm going to do. And just because I don't know the plan doesn't mean God doesn't have a plan. Okay, let me come back. They they didn't catch it. Let me say it. See, there are times in walking with God that you don't know the plan. That you don't see the plan. You don't understand the plan. But just because I don't understand it, my understanding is not a prerequisite for my obedience or my cooperation. The lack of understanding and the lack of cooperating would never be justified in God's eyes based upon me not understanding it. It says that he, he knew what he was going to do. He, so that's why he asked, what do you got? Well, you already know what I got. You already know I'm only a tip. You already know I'm contract. You already know I'm part-time. You already know my debt. You, are, you already know it's just enough just for me to get tithes and offerings. You already know that. Why, so why? It, because I got a plan. Don't you just hate when God asks you questions that you already know you don't even like to answer because it reminds you of what you don't have? Okay, where are my people I'm talking to? Because you, you know when God asks you a question, it's not because he lacks information. 
God doesn't ask because of Adam, Adam, where are you? As if I can't find you on the GPS. He doesn't, he asks because he's trying to bring us into something of a growth moment that we would never have without this moment. And so here, here, watch this. Let me give you this. Every, every time God asks me a question, he's looking for cooperation to bring manifestation of what he promised. Every, every time he asks, every time he asks me a question, he's looking for my cooperation so he can bring manifestation of what he promised. And the thing about it is that the scripture says he had a plan. His plan was, I'm going to feed 5,000 off a small offering, but I need you guys to cooperate with the plan by giving the offering. Now, let me tell you where some of us get in trouble, Kylie. I want the benefits from the plan without the cooperation in the plan. I want the benefits of the plan without the cooperating with the plan, without making the investment in the plan myself. And so this little boy's offering became the down payment for the miraculous. I'm going to give you something. If you don't shout on this, your wood is wet, as they would say in the country. That's what they say in the country. Your wood is wet. That's all my South Carolina people. They know your wood is wet. Watch this. God's power is only activated by our cooperation. God's power. See, I want God's power, but I don't want to cooperate. And so this is why God's plan never excludes your participation. See, there's certain things you're praying for, but you remove yourself from being the answer. And God said, I ain't going to change it until you become part of the solution. See, see you know, when we, sometimes when we do premarital counseling, I want my marriage fixed. Are you willing to cooperate in getting the marriage fixed? But I just want you to give me 12. I can give you 12 steps, but are you going to cooperate with the steps? And sometimes the hardest thing is to own up is I don't want to cooperate. So just come clean. God ain't feeling it right now. Just God, I ain't, I ain't feeling it. I ain't feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. It is why, you know, why do a big give in the holidays? I got kids. I got three kids myself and a wife. And, and do you not, let me just say, I ain't complaining. Let me tell you the last um, two months, Benita, of, our, of my life, of my checkbook, of my, of my credit cards. Let me just say November 17th, that's my mom's birthday. November 24th, that's my mother-in-law's birthday. November 25th, that's my birthday. November 28th, that's Tyler's birthday. December the 6th, that's my wedding anniversary. December the 12th, that is Reagan's birthday. December the 25th, that's Christmas. So when, no, so when October the 20th, that's Christmas birthday. So when October comes, I just, I just give her the credit card. Just, 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 and just, just take, and then so God, I don't know if I want to cooperate. And so God says, but you want me to reward you as if you did cooperate. Of course I do, God. Well, it says only people who are insane think they can do something and get nothing out of it without investing something themselves. I, I know. Now. It's, 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 not, it's not belittling any of us. This is why I said this under my point. Each of us give different in amount 
but each of us give equally in cooperation and everyone will be full. Okay, see, I got lie. See, each one give different in amount. Everybody is equal in cooperation and all of us still going to be full. Because, because watch this, everybody ate. Everybody ate food. And when you start talking about giving and cooperating, this is why I'm, I'm so honored and so privileged to know that you cooperating even up to this point. Do you not know even your offerings up to this point? You've been feeding, you fed kids, and you took care of kids across the street at Paul Duke STEM College. You took care of kids. Um, you took care of some kids to help get them to some camps that couldn't get there on their own. So your offering has fed people in Uganda. You have been feeding Kids who have been literally brought to Apostle Wilson Kaluba's um, church jubilee and just dropped off and said, we can't feed them. But there has been a dorm, there's been a vehicle set in place that you have been feeding kids who would have been dead. Brought to a church, dropped off. And said, they live or die is up to y'all because we don't have anything for them. But your, but your cooperation has changed and saved lives. You want to know why? Because every time I give, I'm cooperating with his plan. Even if I don't understand, even if I don't see the plan, he got a plan. Look at your neighbor and say, I love it when a plan come together. Y'all watch the 18. And I see that. Number two, watch this. What else do I need to know about the power of my giving? Number two, it communicates trust in God. It communicates trust in God. Giving communicates trust in God. The disciples, those who were close with Jesus, said, look, Jesus, send them away so they can go buy some food, get them some." Now, if you really look at the text, what they're really inferring is we don't care if they die because we know we got you. And you can help us out. Okay, let me, let me come on here. Send them away, but because we got you, we ain't going to die. You're going to take care of us, but the crowd, I don't care if they die, because you, we've seen you perform miracles, so we're going to be all right. But a little boy has a lunch, so those who should be adults are acting like children. And those who, and that which represents the child is acting like the adult by saying, what I have, I believe it can help change the situation. Okay, let, let me give you, you, look at me, that tone of face, watch this. Every act of giving communicates to God if I'm living by fear or living by faith. Every act of giving communicates if I'm living by fear or living by faith. And so, the power of my giving is that when I give, I'm telling God, you know what, I trust you. Because that little boy can say, look, <laughs> y'all, you should have got you some Lunchables. <laughs> y'all should have got your own Lunchables. <laughs> I, I, got, I got me cheese, crackers, two Oreo cookies, and some turkey. I'm good. I, I, y'all should have got y'all... <laughs> They were three for a dollar. You should have you should got you some lunch. And he gives his lunch. He offers his lunch. And out of it, watch this, Jesus feeds the multitude because the little boy is showing us 
that God can do more with our little than we can do with holding back in fear. Okay, okay. See, I, I know, I know, I said, see, see, God can do, where my, my old folks at my Baptist church? Little becomes much when you place it in the hands of the master. So what I hold back in fear will never bring, be my provision. Because fear always rots. But what I release in faith is always multiplied. I mean, am, I, am I teaching anybody anything? See, what I hold back in fear, it is going to rot. This is why God told the, the children of Israel, you're going to get enough manna for the day. You get enough just for today. And then tomorrow, you come out and you get fresh manna. If you try to store some up for the next day, it's going to rot. Because he was teaching them the principle that Jesus would give us in the prayer, which is this. Give us this day our... Because if you try to store up out of fear, God says, it ain't going to do nothing but rot. It's going to do that before you're going to have to learn that when you give to me, that is your expression that I trust you, that I am your source. It ain't your job. It ain't the government. It ain't your income tax. It ain't your hustle. It ain't your hookup. It is me. When you give, you are telling me, God, I trust you to see me through. I'm writing a check at the first of the month, knowing that you're going to see me through to the 31st of the month. No, I don't know where gas is going to come from. No, I don't know where groceries are coming coming from. No, I don't know how the bill is going to get paid. No, I don't know if I'm going to have money for the kids lunch. But what I do know is that if I trust him, he will supply every one of my needs. And I'd rather live by faith instead of dying in fear. That is the tension. That's the tension that when I give, what am I communicating to God? What am I communicating to God? Now, God, well, you know, God, that little boy could have kept his lunch. But he tells us that when you turn it over to Jesus, it gets multiplied. Thank you. Thank you, mother. I see, it's hard. And I'm, not, I'm not picking on anyone. But it's hard for our generation to understand that. You with me, believe? Because, because everything about the millennials and, the, and, and everything about the generation, even a little bit before the millennials, everything is so instant. So you've never had to learn what it is to really trust God when God works things out in the crock pot. Because you're growing up with everything microwave, everything instant. Get it on your screen. Get it on your iPad. Get it, get it on your phone. But there's a people that understands that when you really have those times of walking with God, he will teach you that you're going to have to trust me. That nah, baby, I know you went to the conference, but you ain't got a word. I'm your word. And you're going to have to walk this thing out. You're going to have to register for class by faith. And you're going to have to trust me every waking day. Day. You're going to have to recognize that I'm going to pay the bills according to my schedule, not according to what don't bring you stress. I'm sorry, I'm just having flashbacks for my own testimonies. So what do I communicate in the power of my giving is that I am telling God, Man, I trust you. I, 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 I trust you. I trust you. And I, I'm glad. This is why I understand. Everybody say Pastor Roy. Pastor Roy. 
this is just me. See, I couldn't be married to somebody stingy. That's just me. I couldn't. I, I couldn't because, because I take the scriptures to heart. We walk by faith. And, and, and God don't, I'm sorry, the God that I serve don't always speak according to my comfort. And, I, and, I, and because I'm married to an extravagant giver uh, who loves to give, who loves to be extension of God's heart, you know, I, it, weird places, you just, just want to bless somebody. I just feel like blessing somebody. I just felt like blessing them. Could you leave, throw the brother first? You know, no, God, God got us. God, God got us. God, God got The other day when in Subway, getting get the sub and just, you know, just laid it right behind us. Like, hey, we're going to take care of her order. She's like, you don't have to do that. You don't, you don't have to do that. I'm like, no, we got you. We'll t- we take care of your order. And, laid, you know, Lady Subway working. She's like, like, we're, like you know, take care. Took care of order. Now, watch this. The lady whose order we're paying for was telling us no. Not in a dogmatic way, but you really don't have to do that. So we said, it's not a problem at all. We do it. She gets her order. She looks at us. And she said, this is the nicest thing someone has ever done for me in a very long time. And so now I'm looking, you know, look, the things that my kids want for Christmas ain't cheap. And so God, what, 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 what are we going to, and then God rewards our communicating of trust in him by supernaturally, watch this, setting us up in such a way that now somebody's going to the Bahamas without having to shell out anything. I don't know about you. I want to go to Subway again and see if I can get the trip next time. So I'm just, <laughs> I think the blessing went to the wrong, I think, no, I'm just joking. I think, huh? Number three, now we're going to be done. Number three, I'm wrapping this up. Am I making sense to anybody this morning? Number three, watch this. I need, this is what I need you to know about the power of giving. Number one, it cooperates with God's plan. Number two, communicates trust in God. Number three, creates a foundation for future miracles. Creates a foundation for future miracles. What do you mean creates a foundation for future miracles? Well, Daniel, it says that Jesus took honey, wheat, bread, and the whiting and fed the multitude. And then told them, don't leave anything wasted. They got 12 baskets. Everybody say 12. 12. So everybody ate in the scriptures and all the gospels is very clear. They ate until they were full. They not only ate, but they ate till they were full. And then they took up how many baskets? 12. 12 baskets. 12 is the number for foundation. It's the number for government. It's the number for order. How many baskets did they take up? 12. Took up 12. Shortly after this miracle, the feeding of the 5,000, they're going to keep walking with Jesus, Amber, following Jesus, and they're going to come to another remote place. This time it's not going to be 5,000, it's going to be 4,000 men. And Jesus is going to look at them and say, what do you need? They go, we need to feed these people again. And Jesus is going to look back at them and tell them, where are the baskets from the last miracle? How many do you have left? They're going to say, we got seven. And he's going to say, tell the 4,000, sit down. And he's going to take the food from the last miracle and perform a new miracle. Okay, so you missed what I'm saying. See, I said, y'all, see, I know it went over. Let me, let me back the bus up. Watch this, watch this. Our giving now is for a need to be met. 
that we can't even see. Am I making sense? See, they, sometimes you can't even see when you're giving at the moment how it's going to, watch this, prepare you for a miracle that you haven't conceived of at the moment. When the little boy gave the lunch, that was, prepar- that was preparing the foundation for the next miracle. So the first offering was really for the second miracle. The the first offering was for the next miracle. And when you get the power of your giving is that even when you can't see it, see God. This is why I said God is growing us to learn how to give even when we can't see. But God may be saying, I want you to give now because you don't see it now. But next year, you're going to need something. And because you're going to be walking with me and next year, what you're going to do in 18 is going to be the foundation for the miracle I'm going to give you in 19. And you're going to say, well, God, I ain't have anything. And God going to say, do you remember what you did in 18? This is what I'm building on right here. So you won't be stressed when others are trying to figure out well, what we're going to do and how we're going to come. Oh, child, I don't know how I'm going to do it. God goes, uh-uh-uh-uh. Because miracles require history. Oh, God, I, I lost some of Amy. See, miracles require a history with God. You got to have some type of place somewhere where God can draw back and say, oh, yeah, I got you covered. This is why it pays to walk with God. It pays to talk with God. It pays to praise God. It pays to worship God. It pays to come to church when you don't want to go to church. It to give God glory when you feel tired in your body because there's going to be a foundation laid that just when you need a miracle God is going to say go tell Hezekiah I remember those years of you serving faithfully and now I'm adding the power of giving is that you may be preparing for something you don't even know that you're going to need in the future. And so that's why I can't always get bothered by the fact that God, I don't see if I'm, I'm not giving to a building right now, but I can be given to my own future. So let me give you your, your takeaway. Here's your takeaway. Here's your takeaway. If I give when I don't always see why, then God will show me what giving can do. See, if I give, see, I can't always, I can't limit giving to when I always know the why. But if I give to even when I don't know why, then God will show me the power of giving, show me what giving can do. Am I making sense to anybody? Here's your take-home challenge. Very simple, very simple this week. This week, take-home challenge, I would treat one person to lunch and dessert. <laughs> Nate said, who got me? <laughs> treat, one, and say, treat, treat one person to lunch and dessert this week. You know, I, 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 Tish almost said, I need to change this. And I don't want to pigeonhole nobody by saying lunch. Maybe, maybe just need to say, just take one person out. And I almost changed it right while I was getting all my stuff to come out the office. And, come, and I was like, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change this. And then I said, you know what, God? No, I'm not. Because if I change it, more than likely, we'll try to take somebody out that we're comfortable with. 
But if I say lunch, then that means your pool of comfort is reduced because you don't like everybody on your job. And that becomes the opportunity for you to be the heart of Jesus or somebody else. So yes, it got that was good, wasn't it? Tia? That was good. So so yes, it gotta be lunch. Uh, yeah, and it's that person you're probably trying to get rid of in your in your mind right now. That's probably the person that you need to take out right there. Good, good news for me, lunch. I, I work with Crystal. Uh, and, a de- and a dessert. So, all right, here my, my close, th- that's your take-home challenge. And I'm, so here's what I'm just asking as we close this out let, and let you guys go. You guys, thank you, musician. You go ahead and jump right in. So I'm just asking all of us as we prepare for Big Give on next week, this week let God massage your heart, stretch your faith, know the power of your giving, even those of you online. Even if you're not local in Atlanta, you're invited to participate. Because I believe God will honor your giving. Even if you're not local, you're in Virginia, you're in Texas, you're in California, you're in Uganda. I believe God will even honor your giving. Over and above our tithes and offerings, we're going to be giving on next week the big give. And I want to challenge us, even for some of us who are, who are business owners, you, you have multiple streams of income. Let's go big for God. Because God wanted to do big things. So you may say, you know what? Well, I work here, but I got a side job over here and I got a little hustle over here. If you got multiple streams of income, I'm going to challenge you to give from every stream of income. Because watch this, because you need God to move in every stream of your income. So don't just say, I'm just going to give where I get my most of my money from. No, make it a stretch. And as we go big for God, I believe God is going to do great things for us. So we're not going to limit God to just one place of our income. Lord, we celebrate you on today. We honor you on today because there's power when we give to you. Our giving, Father, is is a way that we cooperate in your plan to feed the hungry souls of this world. Men and women who are hungry for a touch from the master. And our giving, God, becomes just one vehicle by which we can transform lives naturally, spiritually, listening. I pray you enjoyed today's teaching. Let's keep in touch by subscribing to the Discover You podcast. Be blessed.